Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, guys. And tonight, we will be continuing where we left off in our last podcast, where we talk about Conan the Destroyer, that was released in 1984. Um, say, um, two years after the uh, first Conan the Barbarian movie. Uh, two years. Yeah. It is, yeah. That's right, 82 and 84. That's right, you're correct. Very good. And you see, you can count the two. Mm, yes, and of course, in this one, it's um, a bit more of a... Co- has a little bit of a lighter well, no. comedy side to it. <clears throat> well, actually, well, I was going to talk about that uh, later on, but what they did, they toned down the violence a bit to try and get the PG rating on it, and I mm. think really... They should have committed to one or the other. Um, yeah, they and according kept to the violent and action yeah, and according to Arnold, this was the least favorite of mm. his um uh, the movies. Still a good movie. Don't get it's me wrong. It's still a good movie. But, I grant yeah. you, it's good. Don't, I'm not being yeah. judgmental. No, no. The point is that they tried. To, uh, the first movie was a little bit what more action, a bit more violence in it, and they wanted to turn it down to instead of getting a. Uh, Adult rating, and I want to get a PG rating on it or something like that. Oh, another remember. thing, actually, before mm. I we go mm. on, I want to send out my best, um, my my all my best to um, William um, Smith's um, family. He starred in the first Conan the Barbarian as Conan's dad, so I just want to send on my my regards to the family who may be um, oh, feeling actually, a little. Oh, passed away, didn't he? Yeah, he passed away Recently? this month. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. I I remember we were talking about him in our last podcast, and and then I remembered how he yeah. passed away this month, and I think that we should send our best to the family. We should have sent the other one. Yeah, that's okay. Yes. Yeah, so, um, all the best to yeah. his family and everything. All the best. Uh, yeah. I hope he didn't die in pain or anything, but we all go sometime. Yes. Anyway, back to this movie. Sorry. Let's go now. Okay. Um. There's a few changes in the production and different things. Um, this is produced by uh, Rafael De Laurentiis. Uh, he did the original movie, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis' daughter. Um, now, directed by Richard Flesher. Now, the other guy, I can't remember his name, Millis, uh, or whatever. Uh, Millis, he uh, directed the first movie. Uh, he wasn't available for this one. Mm. So, uh, Richard uh, was well known. Uh, to all those involved, so they brought him in on the project. Mm. Screenplay by Stanley Mann, a story by Roy Thomas and Jerry Conway. Yes, based on the Conan the Barbarian comic by Robert mm. Howard, as we said in the last podcast. Mm. Uh, it's obviously a sequel to the Conan Barbarian movie two years prior. Mm. Another thing about mm. this is... um. Um, let me see. As I said before, um, Arnold was unhappy about the script because he didn't like the fact it was more comedy related, yeah. and he tried to convey this fact to the producers about trying to make it a little bit more serious. Serious, yeah. but he failed. You think now you can just if you guys hate this movie, I regard you guys. Please point the finger at the producers. Yeah, that's there's nothing wrong with the movie. It's like I said, it's it's how do you put it? I wouldn't say. Disney meets Conan, but it, mm. they softened a bit so it made it uh, to try and get a, uh, a broader uh, yeah. uh, audience base, but possibly. You, you see, know, guys, yeah. um, they were mm. hoping to make this into a film franchise, you see, and thanks to this one, it kind of um, it didn't help. 
No, um, um, the I'm... the Conan script three was turned into another movie, Cull something or other. I can't remember what's called now. Yeah, and it and and it failed miserably because Arnold Schwarzenegger was not playing the role, and had a different production team. Yeah. So yeah. Well, probably. That's why. And different actor, obviously. Well, there's no Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Conan the Barbarian. And when you go even do a spin-off there, you've got someone else doing the role. It's like Judge Dredd. Hmm. You had Sylvester Sloan playing the role. Yeah. They made the, the next movie, they put somebody else on who didn't take his helmet off because it wasn't sliced alone. Hmm. Hmm, whatever. Anyway, let's get back to this. Okay. Now, um, box office, uh, budget and whatever. Uh, now, budget about 18 mil. I think the other movie, the previous movie, was about 20 mil. Hmm. Uh, I, the first movie, Conan, I've got the figures in front of me, fared better at the box office and then subsequently made a lot more money on the home media. Hmm. This one made a bit less at the box office as far as I'm aware. I think it came in about 30 mil. Hmm. Uh, now, okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger, guess what? He played Conan. Hmm. Now, a couple of interesting people here. Hmm. Grace Jones. Now, some of you younger people may not know Grace Jones. Mm. She was a singer a couple of years back, a couple, couple of decades back now, yeah. back, back in the 80s. And she was a, one of the James Bond girls and in James Bond. She was a James Bond movie, yes. Mm. But she had to play a warrior type uh, somewhere Amazon. across. No, not on Amazon, because it would have been like a Zulu princess type. Yeah, you know, well, like Zulu, solid, athletic, and really out there. And Grace nailed it. Yeah. Grace did a fantastic job. Grace, if you're listening, you did great. I yeah. I could watch you in that movie and yeah. the Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, the, uh, the uh, James Bond movie as well. You, you I'm surprised you didn't do more acting. Mm. Uh, you did work, you, quite, you did quite good. Mm. Action hero? Mm. Yeah, why not? Mm. Anyway, um, now, Wilt Chamberlain plays uh, a role in here. Um uh, he, I will talk about him in a minute. His, name, his name's Bombata. And now, this is his first Nani film. Hmm. I think he was a basketball player or something. He's a sports guy anyway. Yeah, uh, interesting yeah. thing mm, about this mm. is that when they were casting him for this role, they had a difficult, difficult time trying to find a horse for him to ride because so he, damn big. he's so damn tall. Why? Because he got a Clydesdale? So <laughs> they end up getting a, a horse... Um, Directly from Mexico to fit his profile. It'd be, it'd be well, actually, it was they, they'd film in Mexico, so that's probably a good reason why they got it from Mexico. Mm. <laughs> so they kind of um, ordered in a special horse for him. It had big furry feet. I no, a Clydesdale. The, the knights used to wear, well, uh, drive around, uh, not drive, ride big horses uh, like Clydesdales and those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had the big, big furry feet. Okay. You know, the hair. You know, yeah. So yeah. Um, they were big horses. Yeah, and another thing about Will Chamberlain and Grace Jones, they kind of didn't get along really well in this production. Uh, I didn't know that. So this is probably the only time they got to work together and didn't feel comfortable. Well, I think yeah, they've been movies together. But anyway, moving right along, Macau or Mac- Maco or whatever his name is, that little uh, Chinese guy in the first movie rears his head again in this movie, still playing the wizard. So, yeah, his name's Akiro in this movie. I think he didn't have a name in the first movie. Mm. It's called the, the Wizard of the Mounds or something like that. Um, uh, there's not too many other people I want to go through. Um, Sarah Douglas plays Queen Tamaris. Now, Queen Tamaris uh, plays an interesting role, but the lady Sarah Douglas 
I'm not quite sure. I think she had something in the background on the other movies as well. I don't know. I can't remember. But I have to check into that later on. Oh, um, you're forgetting um, um, Arnold's new sidekick. I'm not. Friend. I just jumped him for a minute. I okay. know, but even though what's his face? Um, okay, Tracy played... Walter played Malachy's sidekick. Yeah, there you go then. Because the other one <laughs> who was in the first movie, he was no longer in yeah, this well, one. He was another sports guy, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah um, Super tie. Yeah. Mm. Super tie, whatever. Now, I'll, I'll drop down a piece. Now, one person here was uncredited. A well-known, a well-known person, if you like fantasy movies. Andre the Giant, who was in Princess Bride, mm. plays a monster called a Dagoth. He's all heavily made up in, uh, uh, in monster clothes and stuff. You would not pick him. Yeah. But because of his size and everything, they wanted someone big and no beefy. No wonder they were. Yeah. It was an awesome selection of actors. <laughs> yeah, they had him. Well, yeah, not a great, great, but he, they wanted someone big and solid. And they put a latex suit on. Well, not latex suit. What do you call it? Um, Plastic suit. Oh, Robert. Whatever you use. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, they, he was inside the suit playing this big, arrogant, nasty monster type. Mm. And, and he is a big guy. Yeah. Um, now, going back. Um, Can we mention the princess? Yeah, I'll mention her. Um, Olivia Darbo played Princess Jenna. Cute little thing. Uh, yeah, very cute. I, th- I, th- I think she wanted to make some other movies, didn't she? Yeah, but mm-hmm. this one kind of... Um, um, she Got it going. Didn't, well, actually, um, I think that... Sank her career. No. Sank her career oh, okay, a little bit. Right, yeah, whatever. Uh, I, I well, think, actually, I think she was nominated for worst, worst actress. Act, worst actress, maybe, yeah, someone. But that doesn't mean even though this, that's, that's nothing. Even that, though that, this rubbish. helped her, you know, with her screaming in this production. Eek. Anyway, um, I won't go on any more um, people there. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's about time you took it away and told the tale of Conan the Destroyer. Okay, so we start off, our narrator tells us about Conan, and and then the Queen and her minions, they tried to um, kidnap Conan and all that stuff. And Conan is still grieving over his lost um, previous girlfriend. Valeria. Mm. Mm. She wasn't bad. Yeah. Mm. And the Queen um, decides to um, test Conan in this, you know, in the process. She comes up to Conan with a, a handful of guards, warriors, whatever, and try to beat him up and see how good he is. Yeah. And yeah, that, she that then, when, and when Conan, she tries to... Con- persuade Conan to do this te- test for him. He says no, but then she sees that 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 he really wants something out of you know out of it, like he, something that you that not many people could probably get give him if he wanted to. She promised him to bring his dearly departed Valeria back to life hmm. if, if 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 he chose to uh, take on the job that she's offering. Hmm, of course, he does accept, and he then follows her to his to her castle, her kingdom, and well, sorts. And everyone knows him there. I think it's because of his 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 exploits with the um snake cult. Yeah, and they're in the really first comics. movie, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but they know him, and he and they know of his exploits. Yeah. He- yeah, well, the queen knew about him. That's mm. it. She went looking for him. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, she hired him and tells him that his job is to take her her the niece, pie princess, her niece, who's destined to um, find the special wait, horn wait for a statue of sorts. Uh, hold this thought. She's a virgin. 
Hint, Aha. hint, guys. She needs to be kept a virgin for a ritual later on in the movie. Aha. Ah. So, but it's more than that. It's not just a virgin. Because you can get any virgin these yeah, days. Yeah, but only a virgin can take the... Uh, yeah. To... Uh, work, to Click what they need to click yeah, on the quest. Ah, but there's yeah. a big one, bit, p- big piece of the puzzle. She has to have a birth a birthmark on a on, on somewhere body. on her body that that hints that she's the one to do. And she this had the birthmark, this. and she was a virgin. And so if she was not a virgin, it would not matter too much. Well, I think she had to be a virgin for the ritual, but she had to be, be the have the birthmark as well as to be the chosen one to go get the artifacts to bring back for the ritual. Yes. Ta-da. Yes. <laughs> so she heads off with both her um this her um security um her bodyguard what's his name Bombarda Bombarda and Conan and Conan's sidekick new sidekick I should mention Malik Malik, who's a bit of a comedy relief thief thief yeah he's a bit of a wimp he's he's a wimp yeah he hides from danger and stuff more so than these other his previous sidekick he was an archer and a a good fighter yeah agreed And who, anyway, moving on. So, <laughs> so Jenna, Princess Jenna, she tells Bombar that she kind of likes Conan, even though she's um, yeah. she's um, protected and she'd uh, never been never with been a man a, before, even yeah. socially. So, yeah. the only man that she's actually seen alive and walking around is. Bombarda, probably. But they're not... She's mm. not sexually interested in him. You know, he's like a father figure, almost. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, they head on their way, and they as they head through a village, they they hear... Um, well, actually, they're not... They Before they get to the village... They, they go looking th- for the wizard. They go looking for the yeah. wizard, Macau. who's abducted by a bunch of... Cannibals? Cannibals, who want mm. to eat him so they can ha- have the magic in their blood. I'd rather eat Conan. There's more meat on him. But the other guys ain't little and weedy. I mean, you, you, you go after cooking all the fat bits off and everything and all the bones. There's <laughs> hardly a meal in him. You know? yeah. It's like having a fish cake. You know? yeah. I'd rather have a fish. You know? Yeah, so he <laughs> accepts to come along. And along the way, they they meet an, um, a town who is going to who was hurting this lady who's um, Zula. Zula, who, which you see, was a... Thief. A thief. And they were, they were teasing her and... Yeah, mistreating and, her. And torturing her. Yeah. And he had her chained up and not beating her with sticks or yeah, whatever. Thanks, but she was trying to fight yeah, him off. thanks to yeah. Conan, he swipes his sword and breaks her chain and she t- tries to whack a few of the um, peasants. Yeah, he's in a pole like, like the fighting staff. Interesting yeah. thing, Grace Kelly actually knocked Sage. Grace Kelly? I mean, not Gra- Grace Kelly, sorry. I mean, Grace... She's around this movie? I didn't notice no, her. No, sorry, guys. Uh, Grace Jones. Grace Jones. She actually knocked out several of the actors in real life and they really? went to hospital. Really? She's good. Yeah, a bit dangerous. Good one, Grace. Yeah. yeah so um, she kind of did some damage there in real life too. So anyway, she decides to come along with Conan after having a bicker with dear old Bombard. Yeah. Yeah. Bombard but, didn't want Grace to come along. And yeah. uh, Arnie and uh, the princess wanted the, uh, Grace to have a chance. So she said, yeah, he said, oh, okay, come along. Yeah. yeah, she yeah. is an awesome actress. Anyway, oh, it's just great for the role. Yeah, yeah. soon enough they arrive at a uh, lake with a cast, a, a, 
a mirror, I mean, glass castle well, it looks like on the glass lake. castle or something, yeah, yeah. yeah, or made out of quartz or something yeah. or other, or we think it was made out yeah. of glass. Interesting thing yeah. about this castle is it hides the special key that allows them to find the treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, without, so mm. without the key, um, she. See the princess Jenna. She has to. She has to hold. She has to get it. No one else can touch it. No one else can touch it. They can. They could probably turn into. Um, they'll shatter into a few pieces. They can go ooh ah, but they can't touch it. No. Yeah. No. No. Yes. Later that <laughs> night, while they're resting, uh, the wizard living in the castle abducts Jenna and attempts on having her touch the um. The diamond because he, yeah, key. I think he, he was protecting it, but he couldn't touch it either. Yeah, meaning he was mm. um, he needed the virgin um Jenna to and put the mark on to, her body to to t- to, mm. to touch it and all that stuff. And anyway, moving on. So eventually, our heroes wake up and find out where she's gone to, and Conan and his companions they head inside there and they they at first it's all mirrors and stuff, but eventually Conan faces the um the demon that when he arrives at the um the where the the diamond yeah. key is in and he he f- actually figures it out that he has to shatter the mirrors sort of like a symbol what, what's happening is he, he goes into a mirrored room and he gets locked in there and there's all these reflections like a bit like in a mirror maze with lots of different reflections and this creature appears but it's only a manifestation of the wizard who actually uh, lives in the um this castle, yeah. But he's using the mirrors to create the illusion, an, an, another bean, an illusion of a bean, because um, there's only one person in the castle, which is the wizard. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. luckily enough, Conan shatters the mirrors and um, slays the beast. Slays the um, um, wizard. Well, he and slays the beast who turns to glass, and, find, and then he, they, we find out it was the wizard. Yeah. yeah soon yeah. enough, mm-hmm. um, Jenna, um, after sh- her, she was having a brief slumber in in one of the rooms there and she eventually revives and she gets the diamond and they all have to rush out because the whole um, crystal palace is going to fall yeah, to pieces. Now, somehow rather the, the life of the sorcerer was tied to the castle. Mm. So when he snuffed it, um, mm. yeah. Yes. It, when he shuffled off this mortal coil, um, yeah. he, he, his um, castle was going to self-destruct. Yeah. It's like Mission Impossible. Yeah. Mm, yes. Hard. So when they eventually get off there, and they get tackled by a bunch of of the queen's soldiers. Yes. But eventually, and Bombarda claims I. I think he knew nothing he about knew, it. He pretends to know nothing about it, but we both know. Me and Mike know that he does know something he, of it. He has an alternate uh, sort of instructions from the queen. Once they get the goodies. He's supposed to dispatch Conan because yes. they see him as a bit of a threat, we d- and we don't need him no more. Mm. Yeah, that. Mm. Yeah, later that night, um, as um, they're they're wa- they're fixing their wounds and stuff like that, and Jenna talks to Conan, tells asks him um, whether or not um, he had a girlfriend or anything like that, or more than that. It was yeah. And he said, "What sort of woman do you like?" And he looked at Grace Jones, says something like that. Yeah. Fit, 
tough, uh, adventurous. Uh, you want your outgoing spirited, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, and see the little dainty little girl who's yeah. ever been see outside. Jenna yeah. is, um, she's a very sheltered young little virgin girl, and she has never ventured out. Probably never yeah, ventured been out alone. Yeah. Yeah. She probably never ventured out on her own, and never experienced firsthand of being a warrior. Of course, Grace um, Zala tries to teach her some stuff, but. Um, she's still she's still inexperienced. She's still a little girl. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She even asks her advice about um, um, what to do if you if you want to uh, to get a guy, mm. you know, get a get a guy, mm. and she says, "Grab him," you know, the forceful way. Yeah, gra- gra- yeah, and, and they look, they look, the face look. Here. And Ooh. she's like saying, um, "Please be okay. gentle, Grace." Okay. <laughs> okay. If I grab him, <laughs> what do I do with him then? <laughs> Even though uh, she's still a child. Father, yeah. <laughs> she even asks um, um, the little thief, the comedy relief guy, um, what to do. And he doesn't even know how to explain this to a little inexperienced little kid, Tiva. Now, <laughs> repeat after me. Once you're a, fa- a parent, like I have been, and a grandparent, which I am, um, <laughs> then you have to try to tell the kids about the birds and the bees... Sometimes, by the time you talk to them, they know more than you. True. <laughs> There's some truth in that. Anyway, they learn at school with all French. Yeah, yeah anyway. Um, they arrive at their second location. They have to get the um, special treasure in order Which to... Which is the jeweled horn. Mm. Yeah, see, this jeweled horn it goes onto a special statue in order to... Yeah, yeah well, we skipped that part. There's this special statue that the Queen, Tamaris wants to reanimate it's a god and yeah. the and the way to reanimate it is to get this horn which has to be um secured by the virgin with the birthmark yada 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 and uh, bring it back there bung it on the statue he comes to life that we'll get to no, yeah, but that no that's what's supposed to be yeah uh and that's why they're on the quest to get this yeah. horn so they mm. get at this place and this is where our wizard um was able to find some Hieroglyphics that explain a little bit about more about the What's, ritual. Yeah, and he realizes that it, uh, apart from obtaining the horn and putting it onto a statue, the girl Jenna must be sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. She will. She's part of the ritual to bring the statue to life. And so her destiny is not to have one. Mm-hmm. No future life. No no pension plan. No nothing. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, kind of picks us up, and he knows that he still wants to do this so he can f- revive his old love. Even he still th- he still believes the queen's going to help him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who ever believed the politician? Hey, yeah. or a king or a they, queen? Yeah, they then fight off the bad guys and they head out of the cave. But as but then Bombard crushes the cave entrance, and and Jenna. In Bomba, they end up heading out of there, in, you know, all by themselves. Ho- hoping that Ali, well, Conan and his little group are stuck inside. But luckily enough, our, they underestimated dear old Conan and his companions, and they're able to shift the rocks and well, head Conan's out of there. Conan's not a weakling. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. and eventually Conan realises um, that the Queen had lied to him and that now they have another... Ch- Another challenge they have to face. They have to go in and save the Jenna. Yeah, yeah. So they end up jumping onto their horses and heading back to the kingdom. Giddy up, horsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> soon enough, we see that, um, 
the queen accepting the um, horn and she gives her little niece um, some um, doped alcohol. Well, okay, a sedative. A sedative, if you will. <laughs> to make a bit more um, placid. No, placid, just to, yeah, yeah, to slow it down. So if she has to do something, come over here, dear, yes. Yes, Artie. Yeah, yes. yeah, so yeah. She drinks it and then they begin the ritual. Um, she presents the horn onto the statue and she lowers herself to her knees and the um, priest, head priest guy... Was getting ready to chop it off with this big sword. Or cut a throat, or whatever. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. Eventually... Eventually... I think it was yeah. a dagger. Meanwhile, the others <laughs> have find their way through a secret entrance inside a waterfall to get inside the palace. Uh, yeah, hidden... Hidden ca- uh, cave or something, or tunnel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eventually mm. um, Zala was able to spear the priest, and then all hell breaks loose. And the statue comes to life, and Conan fights it as best he can. Yeah, and in the end... And then he eventually tears out the horn, killing the monster. Yeah, well, you took its power away by ripping the horn off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and mm. then later on we see Jenna, or Queen Jenna, I should say, um, now coronated. She's been coronated. She's yeah. now queen. Yeah. Mm. Now she's taking over her aunt's role, whom her aunt is dead. Obviously, she was naughty, and so was her vizier, who was giving her a lot of bad advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she sits on. So Jenna is now the queen, and she asks Zala to become yeah, her. Yeah, you Zala, then Zula. Oh, it's Zula. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, Eric, uh, Chris and Eric. Sorry. Zala. Yeah. Anyway, um, she asks um, Zula to become her new general of her no, army. Captain of the Guard. Captain of the Guard. Yes. And she, t- yep, yeah, oh, that's a good job. I got, I got a home. She was the last of her tribe, I think. So she, she had a home now. Yeah, and she asks um, the, little, the, little, the um, wizard guy. little thief guy. No, her, the wizard guy. No, the little thief okay. guy next. If he could become her court jester. <laughs> uh, okay, well, then well, the wizard. Then she asks the wizard to become her new her uh, vizier uh, type um, yeah. priest guy. Well, well you know, he, she needed a good advisor to yeah. keep on the straight and narrow. And he was, a, and she believed he was a wise man, so he got the job. So the three of them got- had captain of the guard, an advisor, and a court jester. <laughs> And hmm. she finally turns to Conan and asks him to rule beside her and become her husband and king. But Conan says that he has, he'll wait for his own king and his own kingdom to... Yeah, he had other plans. Yeah, so. see, he still believes that he's got a kingdom waiting for him. Because the witch and in the first movie said, you will be a king of your own people or your own province or something rather, yeah. So. Yeah. Now, who would believe a witch living in a little shelter shack Especially somewhere? Especially when she tried to kill him. And she tried to kill him. And, you, know, you would think he had half a brain. Yeah. Anyway, he eventually, she does. She briefly gives him a kiss goodbye or farewell. And Conan leaves the court. The end. And then we flash forward to the um, end credits where, I mean, the narrator saying that Conan continues having adventures and, and then eventually became, became king. king and has a crown placed on a worried brow or something. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I don't well, know what that means. It, 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 with, lo- with great power comes great responsibility. And if he becomes a king, then you've got to worry about all the people he's in charge of. Yeah, you've got to protect and so, feed and make sure they're employed and protect them from other invaders, yada, yada, yada. You know, get tax money, build hospitals and roads, uh, get... 
whatever. Yeah, according to <laughs> the the filmmaker who filmed this movie, he didn't like the first version of Conan because Conan was too overdressed, and he thought he wanted to make him look like the actual like a lot like the um comic book you know, a little bit. You well, know? I haven't seen a comic book. Well, I, I just I, meant that. No, I can't. I can't comment. I haven't seen a comic book. Well, anyway, the co- the clothings were over. Too, too much to the first movie, wasn't yeah. it? He wasn't wearing a lot in the first movie. Hmm. What do you want? A G-string? I just mean that. <laughs> I guess um, they had different opinions about yeah, it. Whatever. A loincloth. He's not Tarzan. True. Uh, anyway. Now, oh yeah. Uh, now, just getting back into some of the production stuff. Uh, John Milius, that's his name, huh. who did the first movie, was un- unable to direct it. Uh, they suggested this Richard Fletcher, I think it's the right name for his uh, pronunciation, uh, and he uh, had been known for doing some other good movies mm. earlier on, Rabbis in 1961, mm. Mandingo in 1975, and that was for Dino Del Laurentiis, uh, Raphael's father, so he knew this guy could produce, mm. oh, yeah, or you know, direct, yeah, he produced a good product. Yeah. yeah. Another mm. interesting thing mm. is that Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, girlfriend or wife at the time um, came to the set and she and Arnold would ride on horseback and have a picnic somewhere nice. Well, it's okay. The they weren't always shooting. That, that set, I know, set but they, I know, but that, it's nice when you think about well, this. Yeah. Well, when we did the film shoot a couple of years ago there, we had food all over the place and stuff. Not everyone was working all yeah, the time, except for you. I know, <laughs> but I just meant that they took the time out to... Take a break yeah. from um, but he wasn't set the director, or the producer, or the DOP. I mean, he said, "Oh, we we need you in an hour or so. We're going to do the same so shots. We're going to set things mm-hmm. up or whatever." So yeah, he had time to do that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. On the other time, on the other day. Now, getting back to what I was talking about before, um, mm-hmm. Conan Destroyer was originally going to be an R-rated movie for mm-hmm. uh, violence. I believe there was going to be possibly a sex scene in it, a bit of nudity, Mm. and maybe some eroticism of a statue or something or other. I do not know the whole lot because I didn't see the deleted Mm. scenes. Um, The problem is they wanted to tone it down to make it PG, so they took a few of these scenes out. That's a drag. Well, I think the problem is when you start mucking around with something, you can sometimes win and sometimes lose because you, you, you lose some things that could make it more interesting. Mm. That's uh, probably one of the mm. reasons why um, Arnold got annoyed with the producers. Yeah. Well, it's like, remember that movie we, we haven't reviewed it, that uh, The Watcher in the Woods, that Disney movie? Yes, we already did. Did we? we? Okay. Last year. Uh, oh, did we? Okay. Well, see, it was a, it, to me, it was a fence-sitter. It wasn't a, quite a family movie and it wasn't quite a horror movie. You were sitting on the fence. It didn't commit to itself what it's supposed to end up being so we want to be everything to everybody it didn't work so it became um i'll I'll use the word a flop because it i've watched it and it's it's a nice tale but it wasn't good enough for kids to watch and there wasn't enough action and horror for an adult Mm. so yeah you've got to get the mix right and we've been taught we've been talking about balance and stuff in uh Movies, uh, get good script, good acting, good directorship, get this and, and the right amount of action and sex scenes, if there's going to be sex in it. Uh, and yeah, to get the balance right so it all comes together, mm. not like a jigsaw puzzle. You, you have one piece out of a jigsaw puzzle, it's not right. Mm. It all has to come together. Yeah, yeah mm. so mm. the um, mm. whoever was um, um, the producer at the, at the time working on this, they didn't do 
they, they're just, I just wish that they just stopped um, and think about this sort of stuff when you think about it. Yeah, but... And I mean, if they're going to be trying to tone it down, they're going to realise um, what you're going to expect from at the end of the day. Well, that's it, yeah, and that's where you can make mistakes. I do uh, keep wondering if yeah. these guys... You miss your ever... target audience sometimes. Yeah, yeah and yeah. I do wonder if they ever do any screen tests of this actual end product. and do you they don't ever... do a screen test of an end product. Hmm. They don't always have bums sitting down there, oh, not going to reshoot it. Hmm, true. Okay, they're going to, oh, well, we'll do a sampling. No, no, but they, they let it loose, hoping it had right on the wake of the uh, the first movie. Mm. And it didn't work quite as good. I mean, in and, some yeah. movies, they mm. were... I mean, some several times they would get a group of people uh, who are assigned not to breathe a word of, of the production any, to anyone. Mm-hmm. And they would be... Um, be be um, a test audience for it yeah. and get make sure that they got the right um, amount of gore or yeah, or is, interest if involved. Everything's already been shot and the budget's already blown. They're not going to go and reshoot it. No, I suppose not. So if you can't get it right first time round, you're wasting your time. When we did the Hitchcock thingy about Alfred Hitchcock, did we do Alfred? Yeah, we did. Yeah. And when he was doing Psycho, the first cut of the movie. He used a frame, a phrase "stillborn." It it didn't get the juices going. So they trimmed it and they cut it and re-edited everything, mm-hmm. and they, they took so many minutes out and they made it nice and tight, and then it became a masterpiece. Yeah, and I that and that's. that's I that's, remember in another yeah. piece of work. I think I'm mm. not sure which of Steven Spielberg's stuff, but I read somewhere that when he te- did a bit of a test screening with someone else, and they. They listen to it without music, so you know. Oh yeah, and music can play a big part in those and sort of movies. The yeah. person thought, oh, it looks it's lame. lame." And then once they added the music in, it it uh, it kind of beefed the, up the scene. You got the atmos happening, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Anyway, moving right along, um, I won't go too much about the casting. We've already mentioned Grace and a few things. Um, oh yeah, the guy. Who played Malik? Hmm. That was supposed to be originally played by a guy called David Lander. He's originally uh, cast to play the role, but due to his deteriorating health, hmm. uh, he had multiple sclerosis and a few other problems, probably. Uh, and this Tracy Walter uh, took over the job, hmm. so he wasn't the first choice. I guess. No, no, I'm not taking anything away from Tracy, uh, but yeah. Um, and here's something: professional wrestler. Roach. I don't know him. Who memorably played the German mechanic in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah. Now that's clicked in. And the thuggy overseer in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh. Was cast as the Crystal Palace man. He was a sorcerer in makeup. (laughs) 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 You do get around. I didn't recognise him. Me either. I would uh, not have recognised him no, with that horrible scar on his face. Well, he had a, a bung, his right eye was he had a bung right eye and he had other makeup. But I would not have recognised him. But yeah, but being being fair, he's uh, makeup does do a lot to change people. So yeah, true, mm. true. And Andre Giant played the monster. Yeah, in a rubber suit. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? What else can we say? Um, I, th- I think the DOP was a guy called Jack Cardiff. 
uh, and he'd worked on the Vikings in 958, mm. Cross Swords in 977. So he's, this is not his first um, no. sword and sorcery movie. No, Amityville 3D. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'd been around. Mm. So he'd worked uh, some, a few things, so he knows his way around. Mm. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Other, other films, uh, African Queen... King, uh, That's an old one. War and Peace by King Vidor, uh, Rambo, First Blood Part 2. <whistles> he got around. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Shooting took place in Mexico. Mm. Didn't say where in Mexico, just out in the just rocky the... areas and dirty areas and bushy areas and whatever. Mm. Um, but where the first movie, that went to a lot of different places uh, yeah. around. I Probably. can't remember what country. I started off in Yugoslavia and then went somewhere else because I couldn't work. Film in Yugoslavia and I did some other shots in other parts of. I think I think I went to Spain or somewhere. Where mm. I can't remember now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they made it into mm. all sorts of areas. I yeah, guess. they jumped around a bit, and, and that and that actually moving people around and sets around and equipment around does actually eat in your budget a tad too. I heard about that. Mm. And we're moving right along. <laughs> uh, like the box off didn't do as good as the first movie. Mm. Um. Schwarzenegger and Flusher and De Laurentiis subsequently teamed up again to do a movie called Red Sonja. I heard that. Mm, might, re- might have a look at that and see if it's worthwhile reviewing. Uh, what else? Whatever else. Uh, critical responses. Not a lot on it. Uh, it got mediocre as an average re- um, mm, response, which is good from these guys because they'll either rip it apart or say it's fantastic and when, and then say, well, it wasn't too bad. Well, it's not too bad from like, some re- reviewers who are just so nasty. They're really good with the terse remarks and everything. It's mm. yeah, they could, they, but they did, they did say things like this. Um, uh, Roger Ebert rated the film three out of four stars, and he wrote Conan the Destroy is sillier, funnier, and more entertaining than the first film. Oh, so boy. he he didn't like. See, he doesn't like the violence. So he liked the softer movie. Okay. That's what I said before. Some mm. people like a, t- a toned down. Some people like it g'd up a little bit. You know, turned up. Yeah. Um, but he actually um, uh, he praised the film's use of character actors. So he said the choice of actors were good. Well, I think I admit that yeah, the yeah. first one it was relatable. Like he yeah. wanted to go out no, and seek I'm, I'm talking about this movie stuff. now. Mm. I'm talking about this movie. Okay. Forget it. He brought Grace Jones in. He liked Grace Jones. He liked Arnold Schwarzenegger because he looked the part. That's all stuff, yeah. Mm. Uh, so that was good. Um, Variety said it was not ideal sword and sorcery picture and also praised Grace Jones. I keep saying Grace Jones is good. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Uh, Vincent Carnaby from New York Times wrote Schwarzenegger struggles with the film's more comedic tone. Now, that's, that's interesting because he didn't have a major comical role in it, so I don't know what he's talking about. Um, unless he's thinking that um, he, he didn't not come off as Luke funny. Stello. No, yeah, but he, it wasn't a comedy. It was a light-hearted action adventure with a bit of comedy in it. Yeah, I mean, the only yeah, thing yeah. that was so, funny in that mm. role was when he was drinking and then he started slapping it, his um, the idiot around. Yeah, but the, but other things we talking the camel and something and punched it. And, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, just little things. But I think he handled it well. I mean, this maybe this guy. I mean. It's it's not the Three Stooges. It's a it's a light hearted action comedy. Yeah, yeah whatever. Anyway, moving right along. Um, here's one. 
call here it is Colin Greenland uh, um, he, he reviewed this movie for Image Magazine I'm not imagine, sorry, imagine magazine, and stated that. Here's his words. Apart from the fact that this is acted by real people, Conan the Destroyer is pure comic book, which has the odd effect of making the actual animated comic book largely superfluous. What's that mean? Uh, The movie was better than the comic book. Go figure it. Yeah, so, and Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic, I just... That I don't worry about the terms because you've got a handful of people voting and you know, nobody you takes mostly them. it's fans well, who yeah, vote. No, yeah, but you know, when you go, oh, we've got 10 votes. And hello. If you said 110 or 1,000, that'd be different. But you 10 people. Yeah, it's probably the same 10 people who are always going on there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, so I'm not worried. But they got an average rating. Uh, Metacritic did the same. Hmm. So, yeah. 12 reviews for Metacritic. Woo. And 24 for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, why don't people, if people are going to do it, why don't they put more people in there? So, I mean, what had one person liked it? That means 100%, 100% of people liked it? Mm. Yeah, no, so it's crap. Anyway, here we go. Availability, guys. Get your pens ready. eBay, plenty there. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray. But there's also a lot of VHS tapes there. So if you're going to buy one... Off eBay, make sure you don't click on the VHS because a lot of VHS ones still there. People selling second-hand ones and new ones that never actually sold, and yada yada yada. Amazon, plenty to buy, and their uh, Amazon Prime has uh, a rental facility for it as well, so you can either rent it or buy it through Amazon. There you go. And I'm going to give this. I think I gave the one, the previous movie, ten out of ten. This one, I'm going to give nine out of ten, only for the fact that the directors and everybody and screwed it up by trying to soften it too much. Yeah. Apart from that, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. gonna, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten myself too, because of those same sentiments uh, that Mike yeah. just mentioned. Make a commitment, folks. You got to get the balance right, otherwise you're throwing your money down the toilet. Hmm. We don't want that, do we? Well, if they're going to throw it away, they give me some. I really need some really badly. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, feel, free, feel free to watch this movie, guys. Look, it's a good movie. It, yeah, it's, it's probably still available at uh, rental shops. So you, you, you can rent it on uh, Prime Video uh, through Amazon you know, and different other places. So there might be other streaming locations. Yeah, you've done a buy it. Stream it. Yeah, yes. Pay for the stream. Have a look. Good movie. Yeah, so feel free to watch it and uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think of the um, the end product. <laughs> I think it's a good movie, but I think the first movie was better from the action and the blood, the bloodletting and all the other good groovy stuff. Mm. They softened it too much. Yeah, so that's their own fault. <laughs> well, that happens. I mean, they, they a bad call. Mm. They should have listened to Arnold. Well, yeah, but, but sometimes the actor doesn't really know. I suppose. I mean, just yeah. like um, Sylvester mm. Stallone didn't know. Um, well, he, he stuff that does dread. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I thought it was pretty interesting, even though fans may disagree with me on that score. Well, well the, the problem with Judge Dredd was it, they, they, they couldn't make a decision whether it's going to be a serious movie or a comedy movie or yeah, end up being a little bit of both. So it was a non-serious action movie, but it wasn't actually comedy enough. Mm. So you didn't actually... Fill in, to me, it didn't fall into either genre comfortably. Mm. Yeah, so a good movie. The sequel's crap. The other actor. I mean, 
But the first movie was good. Was I, st- I, look, so I like Sylvester Stallone action movies. I like Schwarzenegger action movies. Mm. They, they do them well. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. they'll do them mm, well. Yeah, they, they, may not, they may or may not like each other, <laughs> but they were in The Expendables together. They do work on the same film. And it, I don't know if it was just written into the script, mm. but they didn't like each other. <laughs> so I, but I heard rumours they don't really get along. Mm. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um... Who cares? Not my problem. So, anyway, that's about it for us tonight. Sorry. Hey guys, yeah. So, um, I hope you guys may check it out, and I hope you guys see us for our next podcast in the, in the next couple of weeks. So, we'll see you guys, I mean, not the next couple of weeks, next couple of days. Well, we're going to do some more. We're not going on holidays. We're going to do that at Christmas time. Yeah. Mm. All right. Thanks for listening to this latest podcast, guys. We'll see you guys for the next one. This is Sarah Stevenson. And Michael. Saying we'll see you guys for the next one. Bye for now. Bye, guys.